Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jane Pickett, our resident vet from the Island Wood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group, joins me this afternoon. Good afternoon to you, Jane. Good afternoon, Patricia. And you are very welcome. OK, I mentioned this earlier and I said that I would say it to you. It's a story that's actually in the Avenue uh, newspaper this week and it was a local dog owner who went public to try to warn others of the dangers associated with the rise in the dumping of masks. We're always complaining about when we're out for a walk, you'll see the disposable masks are, are all over the place. Uh, this gentleman was out uh, walking with his dog, a Labrador, and he said before he knew it, the dog had grabbed one of these face masks and swallowed it. Now, he contacted his vet straight away and the vet brought him in. They actually had to induce vomiting. <laughs> Sounds awful. But anyway, the procedure worked and within five minutes they, they, they got the mask up. But the danger was that the mask was one of the ones that had a little bit of you know, the metal part that you put over your, over oh, your nose. Wow. And the vet was making yeah. the point that that could have caused serious problems. So just mm-hmm. to kind of a general advice, I suppose, when we're out walking dogs, you need to be careful that they, they like a dog will eat anything, which just seems bizarre, oh, but they, they will. will. Yeah, yeah, they are curious, curious creatures and sadly they don't have a great filter on what they decide to put in their mouth sometimes. Um, I think just exercise caution. I think for it works from both perspectives. Everybody needs to be quite responsible and make sure they're disposing of their masks safely or using reusable masks. Um, but, you know, accidents happen, things fall, fall out outside. So I suppose as a, from a dog owner's perspective, if your dog has great recall and they're okay off the lead in, in a designated area, just keep a really close eye on them. But if you have any doubts as to your, your dog's recall or discretion in what it eats outside, it's best to keep it on the lead. Okay, so and just, that way you have a bit more, more control. Just be uh, really careful. Okay, a listener has uh, kind of a strange and embarrassing question. Uh, our dog has a tendency, pardon the pun, to constantly lick his private parts. He does it on a regular basis. Now, we've had him at the vet and they can't seem to come up with anything that that we can do to stop him. I hate it happening. I'm at my wit's ends. Any suggestions would be welcome, please. That's from uh, Robbie. One of those, I suppose it's more embarrassing if there's anybody in and the dog is is, is licking exactly. at his private parts. <laughs> I, I think first and foremost, well done for stopping your dog to the vet. It's really important to make sure that there's nothing that might be bothering him down there and um, that's causing him to lick or irritate the area. Um, I think the main things in this in this situation are to rule out the fact that it, whether it has any kind of, let's say, bladder infection, if those burning whilst peeing in that area can sometimes cause a lot of irritation. Or sometimes they can, unfortunately, even get infections in their prep use of that area of skin around the penis. So it's really important to rule those things out. If you've been to the vet, that's most likely been discussed with you. Um, 
what I would say is that if all, let's say, physical or medical problems have been ruled out, it could be habit or it could be associated with, let's say, lots of those those boyhood hormones, testosterone. Um, if he's not castrated already, it may be worth considering and chatting to your vet about whether they feel that castration would, would help in this situation. Sometimes if we can, let's say, by castration and reduce down the, the levels of, you know, that boyhood hormone that might be might be driving kind of any, let's say, behaviours in that region, um, that can certainly help with the situation in some dogs. However, I would put a big caveat on it in some dogs. Once they start doing it, it can just become habit. Mm-hmm. Um, distraction is a really good thing. Um, as long as they're not doing themselves any great deal of harm or causing irritation or, or pain in the area, then it may be something and nothing. They might grow out of it. But I think distraction with lots of kind of mental stimulation, lots of toys, lots of walks outside, um, so that they have something to kind of, you know, interest in and uh, keep them distracted from the area. And then that may help certainly. But I think really the main, the main things involved with this are ruling out any medical conditions making sure they're not hurting themselves in the process and maybe considering castration if they're not already castrated. And that's why it's important to try to any of those bad habits that start when they're very young to try to nip them early yeah. on, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah I, think, I think so. Yeah, and uh, talk, yeah, I think it, talking of younger uh, dogs, Denise has got a new puppy, eight weeks old, uh, on the toilet training. I take her out every hour on the hour. Sometimes she goes, sometimes she doesn't. Um, am I taking her out too often? Should I be leaving her longer in between taking her out, says Denise? No, I think you are like the perfect owner. If you're managing to take them out every hour on the hour and give them that opportunity, you're on to a winner there. I think just stick with it. If they're peeing when they're outside sometimes, but not others, you're giving them that opportunity by taking them out really frequently and giving them lots of praise when they do do their business outside. They're the best puppy in the world. Lots of lots of rubs, maybe the odd treat or two. Then they will learn that you know they get rewarded for that good behaviour. Um, so the more times they can get it right, the better and I think you're really giving them the best chance of getting it right pretty much every time by taking them out frequently it might be I understand it might be a little bit frustrating to take them out and they might not pee outside um, on that occasion or they may even have an accident in, in the subsequent hour waiting for their next trip out um, but I really think in as an overall picture you're going to be doing the right thing taking them out as frequently as you can because the quicker they have more experiences that are positive with them peeing and pooing outside the quicker they're going to toilet train themselves so putting in this groundwork now is, is a pay really off. great idea yeah Cassie has uh, Westie 14 years old since last November uh, the last few months his breath is starting to smell I put drops in his drinking water but it's not working any other ideas mm, I think if his breath is beginning to smell and he's he's an older dog I would say you need to visit your vet on this one the most common cause of a smelly vet um, in let's say even even a middle aged to older dog we're seeing younger and younger these days um, can sometimes be dental disease so so build up of tartar around the teeth and sometimes causing problems underneath the gum, so periodontal disease. It can, as well as being a really smelly, nasty thing to have licking your face, having mm. that smell next to you, it can really be quite a source of pain um, having dental seizures like ourselves, having constant toothache and not being able to tell anyone. So I think the best thing to do in this situation is go for a checkup with your vest and they'll they'll assess assess your little dog's mouth, assess 
best if there is any dental disease that needs to be dealt with there. Now, the additive that you're adding into the water, I assume it's, let's say, one of these anti-tartar additives. And certainly they can work really well for maintenance after you have, let's say, a dental scale and polish and, and start from scratch with, with, let's say, healthy teeth or clean teeth after a dental procedure. But as for, let's say, reducing down a smelly breath or undoing any, let's say, tartar that may have built up in the mouth, they don't really, they don't really work from that perspective. A lot of the time they'll have to come in for a, for a scale and polish to, to take away all that tartar and to deal with any structural problems. In the teeth. Okay. So I think really visiting your vet is the best option. And I'm wondering, is it the same advice for Anne Imbera, who has a cat with a similar problem, breath smells badly, she's fed on a nut-based diet and doesn't think her teeth are bad, she can't see anything obvious uh, but the smell from her breath is is quite bad yeah similar advice um cats sometimes can be a little bit sneakier than dogs with hiding their dental disease um so it's definitely better to have them on a, a nut diet rather than a western diet um or half and half is the ideal really because it that crunch can help to maintain the health of their teeth and reduce tartar but if you are smelling um, a, a nasty smell from that mouth is likely that there is a degree of dental disease. Now, cats can be a bit more sneaky with this because a lot of their dental disease will actually be below the gum line. Um, so cats, unfortunately, can get lesions where some of the, the, let's say, the base or the root of their teeth begins to erode and disappear. And that is a beautiful environment for bacteria to grow and thrive and cause a really nasty smell, as well as being quite painful. So similar advice here, I'd visit your vet for, for advice and for an examination. Johnny in Glamire is wondering, could Jane recommend something that he could rub on the tip of his dog's tail? He's got a three-year-old Springer Spaniel uh, who bites the tip of his tail. He's regularly spot on three times a year. So no flames, no worms, nothing like that. Lots of exercise. Good, healthy dog. Just this habit of biting his tail is, and I know Johnny's sort of thinking of something that that would make it, from a taste point of view, that would stop him doing it. I don't know if there's such a product even available. I think to a certain extent, there's probably something underneath the behaviour of him biting at his tail. I think the main things I would say are, as our, as our listener has done, is ruling out, let's say, fleas and worms. But what I would say is sometimes we can have deeper problems that might be causing an itch or a scratch. And with dogs, they all manifest differently if they're itchy. Some will obviously do an itch and scratch. Some will bite at their toes. Some will bite at their tail. Um, I would suggest um, speaking to your vet about this because I, I think, let's say, putting a barrier in place, whether it be a nasty taste or some way of stopping him getting to the tail is one thing, but it'll, he'll still be left with the frustration if he's itchy of trying to get to that area. So it's really trying to tackle it from the ground up. I think the main things really that need to be assessed here is, is there any cause for an underlying itch that might be manifesting as biting at the tail rather than an obvious itch or scratch? Or is there any kind of lesion or lump or bump there that's causing irritation? Um, I suppose on, on the flip side, sometimes it can be behavioural. It's very much like us biting our nails if we're anxious. Sometimes they can get into a little bit of a habit um, of biting at a certain area and tails certainly are one of them. But it's really important to rule out any itch or scratch first so that that can be dealt with because it might be quite an easy fix. Um, and then if, if it is behavioural, it's really about assessing you know, the environment, what's making him display this behaviour. Is he anxious? Is he bored? Um, but and, and kind of making strategies to tackle that, whether it be making him feel a bit more secure 
or providing him with a lot of mental stimulation and distraction. Um, but again, I sound like a broken record. I really think you should pop to your vet for this one because it really needs to rule out a niche, make sure there's no lesion there that needs to be dealt with. And if those things are ruled out, just to assess the behaviour behind it and see what can be done. OK, and a final one. It's all the bad habits this week. My dog is eating the other dog's poo. I've tried everything. Uh, even watch for when the other dog goes to the loo. I'm out straight away to pick it up. But now if I'm out having a walk, mad to eat any other dog's poo. Help, please. Oh, <laughs> oh my heart goes out to you. It's really frustrating when this happens. I, I, to be totally honest, a lot of the time, it's habit. Some people worry that, let's say, they're lacking in something or they're trying to get a nutrient. It's actually really, really uncommon in dogs that a normal, uh, you know, good quality commercial diet for them to be deficient in anything, really, these days. So it usually is habit. Um, there are products on the market which you can put into um, dog food so that they eat it. There's plenty of different brands in the market. There's corporal, different things like that. Um, and they're generally powders or paste that you mix into the food long term. And they essentially just add a nasty taste to the poo when it comes out the other end. So this works really, really well when you have one or two dogs in your household. So you need to feed every dog in the household um, the, the little powder that makes the poo taste funny because that's, you know, if he has access to his own poo or your other dog's poo, we need to make sure they all taste nasty and that'll break the habit. But if he's going out and about on walks and eating other dog's poo, then that may make things a little bit harder to, to sort. But I think certainly, I think, it, I, I know certainly most vets would have it in stock. I'm not sure about it elsewhere. Um, but have it, maybe give your give your vet, local vet a phone call and see if they have a retail product in stock that will, will make things taste a little bit nasty and break the habit. Yeah, and if you break the habit at home, which she seems to be doing at home with the other dog, hopefully mm-hmm. then that, that, that will will finish it for when they go Transfer. out and about. Okay, exactly, listen, exactly. Listen, have a lovely week and we'll chat to you again next week. Thanks you for that. Too. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Jane Pickett, of uh, the uh, our resident vet, joining us. She'll be back with us again next uh, week. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact: you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.